Do 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 do. Get your s'mores. All toasty and s'morey. Do 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 do. All right. So, Pokemon cards. What what do you got? What do you need? <laughs> I, I, I guess any of the ones that uh, can can buy our way out of this hell, right? Some Charizards would be good. <laughs> Whatever ones uh, are worth ten grand. Yeah, the Charizard was one I always wanted. Although I always I liked Blastoise more, but like I was able even as a kid to recognize that Charizard was better. They just clearly put it at the top of the rung in the card set. They didn't even, they weren't even apologetic about it. They're just like, no, no, Charizard's at the top. No, yeah. Cause right it wasn't, forever. Wasn't even close. It's not like you could have a a non-biased or an argument on the playground about which is better. Like, no, it was, Charizard yeah, is better. It's clearly more rare. <laughs> it's clearly superior in every single way. Um, everyone knew. Uh, but that goes back to, like, what game did you play first? Did you play blue or red? It was a hacked version of Blue on the computer. So I didn't was have it hacked a game or Boy. just like an emulated? Emulator. I get emulators. Yeah, a pirate. It wasn't like Blue. someone renamed all the names to like weird, sexy names. <laughs> Not hacked in that way, right? No. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. The same. Same. Actually, I think we must have like uh, circled that around our uh, our play group. Yeah. You know. You probably installed it on my computer. <laughs> mm. I think that was like, not to go on too much of a tangent, but I think that was like my first brush with software piracy. Is like playing Pokemon Blue on an emulator on a computer in like 1990. Like when was that? 1998. Yeah, it's it's a gateway for a lot of things: crime, addiction. See, Pokemon <laughs> is the gateway drug, really. Like it's it's caused my entire downturn over the last 32 years. Uh, <laughs> but it's brought a lot of good memories too. Um, Pokemon cards, though, you have some good ones. Yes. Uh, yeah, this kind of started because my mom is now moving and she's giving me back all the stuff I had boxed up at her place. So I started this by thinking, how much are these things like worth? Because I, I was really into Pokemon cards when they were like, and I was like the perfect age for it too when it like first hit North America. Yes. Yeah. Likewise. So we were we were like the target demographic. Yes. So yeah, they specifically they came after us. <laughs> yeah. They didn't they didn't even care. Um yeah, Ash is tan and so were you. Yeah. So I found a <laughs> I found a site that kind of gives you a rough estimate of how much they can go on eBay. So I got out what I think thought at the time were my top deck. Like these are like the reserves. I got like these guys in plastic sleeves and everything. And I got uh, the holographic Machamp, holographic Vaporeon, got a Mr. Mime, I got a Dragonite, I got a Machamp. I think a lot of people had Machamp. Yeah, because he was part of the uh, original starter deck. So everyone's Machamp was first edition uh, as well. So it was like, I think to have a non-first edition Machamp was actually 
more rare or like it was like it was a rarer find because everyone just had the first edition one yeah exactly yeah so th this is the moral of the story i put them all in um in like this grader that i found online and i found out like they're all worth like a toonie <laughs> sometimes two toonies and a loonie if you find the right right sucker <laughs> find uh, the right person who just is on like the right weird vibe midnight buying stuff on amazon or ebay that they'll buy a match app off of you for three bucks us though so <laughs> yeah yeah it's got some uh good exchange rate there yeah. um it's it's interesting how we all expected these cards to just retain and explode in value over time and like on one side of it, everyone who's like, they're literally pieces of paper, they're garbage, you're, they're gonna forget about them in one year. Those guys are very wrong. But on the other side of the coin, the people who are like, I'm gonna be able to sell this, um, you know, match out for like a hundred bucks. Uh, those people so far are also very wrong. Uh, yeah. In like in like 20 more years though, once, and you know, the winds have had their way with uh, the quality of the paper and whatnot, just over time, just, just you know, more and more of them disappear. I I think holding on to them isn't that bad of a call. It's only been twenty or thirty years. We have to adopt like a De Beers strategy here. We we buy up all the Pokemon cards and hoard oh, yeah. it ourselves, Become... and then we like dole out little like like kind of like Disney Vault style. Like, hey, you can have Matchup this year, and then you can have it ten years from now, but nothing in between. <laughs> I, th there has been a bit of a a rush to market to buy up some of the OG nostalgic cards, they don't seem to be that expensive yet. But like I was looking at some of my cards that I had, I looked them up actually a few months ago and luckily I kept some notes for some reason. So that's, that's, that's what I do when I look at my Pokemon cards, I keep notes of everything, but now I can't find them. So it's kind of, they, they come and go. Uh, but I had a Zapdos and a Pikachu, which were Wizards, uh, Wizards of the Coast special uh, edition ones. So those ones weren't like, holographic or anything but but they were a little bit more rare just because they're limited uh and those ones i think were like 10 bucks each which was cool uh we had a magneton which looked like it was from the second base set uh, so it, had a bit, it looked a bit more shiny and then uh i had a mewtwo and a nine tails i remember being very proud of the nine tails because i think it was the first shiny i got and i think maybe like my mom or my dad came home specifically with the one card it was like we got you a good one you know we got you a bunch of other ones but then we got you one good one and they came in with its own little plastic uh hard plastic sleeve and i didn't take it out forever and ever and ever and i think at like at some point along the line like a year later my brother had taken it out and so now it's like has like these little defects it's not like a hundred percent perfect but it's uh it's ruined completely because there's like a minor scratch but that's the thing right but, uh, i think you you mentioned first edition and then i don't know if you mentioned shadowless or whatnot but like yes yes these are the things that are actually worth some money and by some money i mean tens of dollars <laughs> yeah huge bucks it's exponentially more is how i would like to phrase it but yeah these are all out of all the original cards some of them the borders of the picture don't have shadows and some of them have a little tiny badge next to on the bottom left hand corner that says first edition and if you have those the cards are actually worth they're, they're the things that people are collecting. Because that was like the real, true first print, right? Like that's why they have that value attached to them because like that was like their first week on the line. 
those are the ones that came out and hit the stores. And then there were other base set cards, is what I understand. And those ones are just like, you know, later that year, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's still part of the same first, you know, first run, so to speak, like first years worth of first seasons worth of cards, uh, but not quite that first, 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 first batch. At some point, they made a correction to add the shadows, I guess. Am I understanding this correctly? Research earlier. <laughs> Who I, knows? Uh, <laughs> it's a mystery. There's no information anywhere on this. Yeah, so out of like the out of maybe probably 100 cards that I have, actual Pokemon cards, there's five that are shadowless. And I got them, I put them in, in on the site. They're worth between 20 and 30 bucks. And like, the rest are worth like a dollar. Yeah. Like basically, yeah, well, I don't know if you can sell things for like a dollar on eBay. You'd be just sell a bunch. You'd be like a buck each, get 50 random assorted. You get the bundles. Like you could have Mr. Mime, but you also get 15 Charmanders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I think that's yeah. that's that's a savvy that's, thing to do. That's how you clear out your set. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maximize producer surplus. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, they uh so altogether you got like a hundred and fifty, maybe two hundred bucks worth of cards if you were like yeah, really shrewd. Which is probably what my and I won't say me, but it's probably what my parents spent on <laughs> spent on acquiring. Yeah. Cards. Do you think even with inflation or like literally that much no, money. Like like they, literally that they, much they've, I, they've actually lost some of them have lost value then you think i don't know how accurate this but i remember the base sets being 60 and the booster packs being five does that sound right to you that sounds somewhat right yeah i think that sounds right 50 bucks for the complete starter pack seems expensive i think it might have only been 20 or 30 bucks but it was always such a it was like there was like you were getting the same cards every time so the the value of like you were never going to get a mewtwo out of a new starter pack you needed to go for the booster pack so even if the value wasn't there uh nominally for what you're getting like card per dollar you were getting the cards the rare ones from that that through that way right so i think that's maybe what they did yeah 50 bucks but nintendo could have gotten away with it though like 50 bucks they could have just been like yeah it's a good game yeah what a sold <laughs> Yeah, sure. yeah. But then five bucks for booster pack seems cheap. I'd be like, bust, blow that up to ten. Now we're talking. And people still would have bought that. Did you come across any fakes? Actually, I, it's so funny. I uh, wanted to specifically talk about that. Is that a fake? Yeah, I, I'm holding up what looks to be like a fake Mew. It's at, at the time as a kid, I probably thought this was written in Japanese, but it's not but then i've heard like if that's a really old fake it probably also has value as being an old fake <laughs> like you should double check like i that's what i was seeing when i was reading like fake or not you could be like oh you got that run of fakes oh those are good ones because i remember on the playground being able to spot a fake pretty easily to, you know my keen 10 year old eye was like nah, nah, nah that's not that's not the real, real that's yeah. not, them's not the real goods uh especially if they look, kind of look like, like the purple on the back would be off i think the real cards had a better like indigo type of border maybe can you hold up a card just can you hold up a whole bunch and see if the backs are different because <laughs> then you know you have a bunch of fakes yeah yeah but yeah they had that more of an indigo vibe and then um the fakes would actually be a little bit more purple purple uh on the back so if you run through the back of your cards are there any that have like a totally different background color like you could tell it's off by like no and i think you even... hex code 
I think 10, 10 year old Sam was uh, savvy to that trick. And I don't yeah, think I, I made that mistake as a kid. Yeah. But I know for sure our mutual friend Steve had some legitimate Japanese cards. And for some reason at the time, I hope it was just me, I considered those to be absolute baloney fake cards even though they were <laughs> totally legit i think his like grandma went on a cruise and was like went through japan and like bought some cards and like totally like real booster packs from the gas like from the gas station or something like that brought them back gave them to steve steve brought him into school being like i got the legit real stuff from japan and i was just immediately <laughs> dismissed it. I was like no that's garbage don't bring this here <laughs> you get out of here with your <laughs> yeah yeah your bootleg so, cards <laughs> yeah so funny um but I wonder if he has his like legit Japanese OG card still, because that would be cool. I think I do have like a Japanese Pikachu here somewhere. The Pikachu cards are worth a bit more than everything else, probably just because of the anime. Yeah, you can tell that they make a ton of money on Pikachu because they keep adding more friggin' Pikachu hats to Pokemon Go. Yeah, they the cards uh, they didn't really know what they had when this is I guess the cards came out before the, the the show right because he is not given any special treatment. No, in the games he's so portly too. It's and, actually and... one of the worst cards out of the the set. Like it's, I might be able to do better and like, I'm not. Yeah, an artist. it's it's strange that they kind of went ahead with the games, um, obviously without a, a, as much of a plan for how much they were going to explode but they they didn't really know which pokemon were going to be big like eevee you can tell they were gonna they were planning on uh putting some weight behind because eevee's given a pretty special place in either game and uh, ends up being a bit of a part in the anime as well doesn't uh gary end up getting a strong eevee at some point i actually don't remember a lot from like I remember moments in the and now, not, yeah, not like entire episodes. And well, and then well, the new games with, for the Switch they gave, came out with the the Pikachu and Eevee as is as the counterpart for the Switch edition. So clearly trying to kind of say, hey, Eevee was 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 our boy at the beginning, but Pikachu is just too damn irresistible. Yeah, that guy got a Christmas bonus for sure. There were I guess a lot of early Pokemon that I you know there's rumors that you know the evolution line wasn't supposed to go the direction it did or they kind of they pit they they stitched it together at the end like the famous one that everyone talks about is uh how venomoth and butterfree if you look at their evolution lines it kind of looks like venonat should evolve do you have a do you have a butterfree and venonat card i have butterfree okay yeah like if you remember what venonat looks like it's like a little purple fuzzy thing. It's not really a gnat, technically. I guess gnats are like little, technically they fly, I guess. Like if you look up a wiki of a gnat, apparently there's no clear definition of a gnat. I've gone through this as well. Um, but <laughs> a venonat, it, it looks like it should evolve into Butterfree. Whereas if you look at the Caterpie Metapod lineup, it kind of looks like it's going in the direction of what Venomoth ends up looking like. I've uh, heard the one about Gyarados and Dragonite being accidentally reversed. Yeah, that does seem like it's a strong possibility. Because like right? that's uh, Gyarados, which is also probably thinking back, probably one of the standout anime episodes too, where they had like that basically Poseidon adventure one. Are you talking where, about like, the one with the lighthouse? 
No, not the one with the lighthouse. There's one where like one of the characters buys a magic harp. Oh like, yes, yes, yes. Kind yes, of yes. like buying like uh, magic beans, and everyone's making fun of him for buying yeah, like, this I, useless thing. It's and James. He, it must be. I think you were. We were. Yeah, it's yeah, it's James, it's, and uh, he kept keeps on like using it throughout the whole episode, and it just when they're on the SSN, right? Yeah, and eventually he kicks it himself, and then it, it turns into like this giant like kraken sea monster. Yeah, yeah. there it is. <laughs> Should have held on to that thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they yeah they they part with some really good Pokemon there. Uh, yeah, look so yeah, if you know what Venonat looks like, it looks it looks like it um, evolves. It has the purple or the the pink eyes. It has the little fangs. Um, yeah, altogether that that looks like it's there. Uh, there's some. Uh... I just found the Japanese ones. We were talking about Japanese ones. I got yes. two. I got a Pidgey and Ooh. I got a Japanese Pikachu. Oh, and what are those worth? Are those is that one worth some of them though? I don't know. Maybe I'll, I should look it up now, but they must have been at the very bottom. But this is why I, everyone thought they were fake. If you look at the back, the blue is completely different. The symbol, the, the Pokeball symbol is different, and it says Pocket Monster. And like, if it's in Japanese, why does it say Pocket Monster in English? Yeah, that is strange. I, I'm kind of looking it up now. Is that OK? One sec, Pikachu. Um, let's just price check. Price check every little thing that we see. Uh, oh, no. I don't see this version on the site that I'm using. Like, if I look up the serial number, the supposed serial number. So maybe that's a fake. I think, yeah. So is this one of these cool fakes that, like, people would actually pay money for? Oh, wait, no. You know what? You found it? I found it. I found it on the site. Twelve fifty. Twelve dollars and fifty cents, eh? There's one What's that it called? sold. It sold for twelve fifty two days ago, plus eight dollars in shipping and handling. Wow, so you know what? Um, what an advantage your local your local uh, trading card store has. Is that a thing that exists? I don't. I mean, there must be. I mean, it, it's retail is tough for everyone right now. But um, if you're gonna go shopping for Pokemon cards and you're and you're feeling the itch, I say skip the eight dollars shipping. Uh, go down to the store and, and take a look, see if they have anything cool, and then just. Price check them against what's available online and see if they'll match. Save you dollar, save eight dollars card at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like I bought like fifty cards and not one card with eight dollars shipping. That's 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 rich 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 person money. That's just like someone who doesn't have to work. Who's just like, what should I collect next? Yes, eight dollars shipping, no problem. Yeah, I don't know who would be collecting original Pokemon cards now. There's a whole bunch of like, there's like rappers posting about it now. It's like a thing. Rappers, it's a bit of a thing. Really? Yeah, in the last like six six months to a year since Corona, I think people are just bored and they don't they have extra money they would have spent on vacation that they're just like, well, I guess I'll buy every Pokemon card. Spend it on this. Yeah. Originally, this episode was going to be about Pogs, but without video, I have no <laughs> idea how we would have pulled that off. Yeah, and I honestly I did have Pogs and I loved Pogs, but I lo lost track of those many 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 years ago whereas the pokemon cards i got two bubble, stacks bubble back up occasionally i got two <laughs> is there like there really are like i don't know I mean, wait I man have... those are all my pogs what <laughs> you stole my pogs big t crossed off that was the, the big problem with pogs is that they were just gambling for kids but implicit exactly like pokemon cards at least were <laughs> i got mine in a that anime attached to it treat can <laughs> 
Oh, hey, why not? Yeah. What's, what is the yeah, year? Yeah, it's my slammers. What's that cat treat can? Is that how old is that cat treat can? Is it at least twenty years old? That itself might be worth worth money. <laughs> to collect your, collect it's worth cat, more than the bog. Cat treat cans. This is the the yeah. ultimate insult. It's like yeah, the plastic sleeves because like those are worth money. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what happened one time. Uh, this is many years ago, and I was working at the liquor store. But a, a lady walked in and she said, "I need giant cans for a movie." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "We're filming a movie nearby, and part of the, one of the scenes is that." either someone's really small or they're like in a giant or ogre's lair and they wanted everything to be like 50 percent larger so they needed they ended up getting some like like 40s or whatever like those big cans that they sometimes offer like as like a like they just look like a bit like a regular can but they're big like like a, or like a, they look like mini kegs anyway going back to that but there could be like a movie scene and they want to emulate a particular sentiment or setting from the 90s and they'll buy that can off of you for 20 dollars uh that's what you're looking for that's the buyer yeah, I have. So you can cut that out if you stuff. want. I, have, <laughs> I got, I got the Pogs. I got the Pokemon cards. I, I had a Blockbuster DVD rental. That. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. You have the box. I, I have the box, and I had a CD. It's like wow. I can't remember what movie it, movie it is. It's still around somewhere. But I, do you think they want it back? Like, what's the late <laughs> fee on that? <laughs> So if they did they go actually into full on bankruptcy or did they get like bought out like seven times? Uh, because if they went to bankruptcy and they went to there's some debt collector out there who's who's looking for for those fees, uh, then you got to watch your back. Yeah, I'm gonna edit that out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of the show. Pokemon Bart was boring. The, the Talk about debt collection, Blockbuster instead. So like this thing is still going where i know you you were in on pokemon go right i was in on it too like, i love that pokemon was go. a that was a fun summer uh that was a fun few summers uh ongoing uh i haven't been playing it a lot recently i'd say like last time i really seriously touched it was about a year ago before we moved but even after we had our daughter uh louisa who some of you know uh it was awesome to just go for walks and have something to hold in my right hand while she just napped in the stroller. And we just went for, you know, a walk along the trail or whatever. And, and you get a lot of mileage, get a lot of eggs hatching. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a good, a good, efficient game. Like if I, it's one of those games that, that nestled into parts of your life where you normally had no time for games. Uh, it's, it's really good at being something you can just open up and play for five minutes. Exactly. And then right? leave. Poke, and like waiting at a bus stop or something like exactly nintendo's really good at that recently well because everyone's competing for your free time right like all media formats all these mass media formats like pokemon pokemon itself in you know it's video game or it's movies or it's pokemon go format it, it it's like where's your free time and how much of it can you give to pokemon and where where, where you know where is that part in your day uh because wherever that free time is we have a product for that free time from this franchise Nintendo's really good with that. Uh, like Animal Crossing, they did a good job with that, where you could put the game down for like a month and come back, and it's like you're better for it, right? Like it's better that you didn't play for a month than if you played every day for a month. Um, maybe that's not quite it, but you can come back to the game after long periods of time and get there's additional value there uh, because you didn't pick it up for so long. 
or yeah. or yeah, you you can hit it in these small segments and and put it down for a them. Anyway, well, yeah. remember Pokemon Go actually sucked me back in because I was part of the original wave. You know, everybody was playing it one yeah. summer. I was one of them. Two thousand sixteen. I remember I, I was still playing it during October because they had the ghost Pokemon out everywhere. And I realized that, like, you know, I think I'm the only one out here trying to get, like, these Gengars. But uh, around that time, it, it kind of got a little stale. Especially, they were really, really stingy with some. Like, I got tired of catching. It was, like, Drowsies and Pidgeys. Well, it's, again, like, if I pick up the game now, I'm sure they've added, like, two or three new features, an entire new generation of Pokemon, to make it so it's like, oh, uh, I'm glad I I almost, like, built up this extra content to enjoy all at once rather than like waiting and grinding over months to like hopefully wait for this update in next month that has you know that one new shiny there's ways to play that game a a thing back then no but the the way they got me back was i got an email from them because i guess they know everything about me because the way the app is structured i think that's their real money maker yeah it's probably nintendo's most insidious product yeah but they gave me like a thousand free coins. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll turn it on again. And then they had they had raids and boss battles, and like they added like a ton of new stuff. And now, like even to this day, like when I'm really bored, I was just like, yeah, I'll see how many of my eggs have hatched. One, because there's only one incubator at a time. <laughs> I like the I like what felt like a bit of a race to get into like level 40 which i didn't even get to i think i got to like level 37 but felt feeling like i was part of that race among my friends was a bit was pretty fun especially over the course of a few years the ultra gamification of like gifts and sending gifts trying to get as much xp from gifts and popping your eggs only when you have uh, you know you're edging on maximum friendship potential with one of your buddies like that meta game that i felt like obligated to exploit in order to keep up with the Joneses is actually what kind of turned me off of the game. So it's like almost like I I, I feel like whenever a new Pokemon product comes out, I love playing it as soon after launch as possible because um, I guess it's just the longer that time goes on, the less relevant it feels. I, I Maybe Pokemon Go is a more specific example yeah, of that. Because they're pretty much like the FIFA of the RPG world, right? There's there's yeah. a new version, it seems like, every year. And it's not that different. I Honestly, I haven't really played a Pokemon game. I played Blue a lot, and then I played Yellow, which was Blue, but with Pikachu. And that's, they just literally remade that for the Switch. It's Pokemon Yellow. They barely changed it. You can play use Eevee instead now. They added some connectivity with Pokemon Go, which, as a Go, Pokemon Go player, you probably should. <laughs> like, it's probably be the one that you do want to play. But they, yeah, they haven't. It, they've co- done comically little with their mainline franchise, um, unfortunately. It's weird, and I think they can really bump it up. I think do, by doing anything with it, like. Well, they 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 are coming out with. It looks like they just reused a bunch of assets from Breath of the Wild or something. But a more open world style Pokemon hunting game. They showed like a teaser for it, and hopefully that's going to be good because I think the last release was the first one where people were truly like a little bit upset with the game and upset with Nintendo and the, the overall reaction was like negative and sour until I, I'm sure they kind of, and, and, and there's nothing different. I, about I it. saw that like pop up on like the Reddit boards and stuff. And that's when I kind of flew in like, Oh my God, they've been releasing these games forever. 
And I was looking at the they complaints that people had. I'm just like, this is what people complained about when I was still a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's, they're all like 38. Like uh, every once in a while, 35. I guess probably because it's a pandemic, everyone like went back to Pokemon, and then the new game came out, and they're like, I've I've already played this. You guys haven't changed anything. Well, how do you it's how, how do you appease an eight year old and someone who's been with the playing of the series for the last 20 years like you almost have to have these parallel releases or parallel franchises that again kind of sneak their way into your time in different ways but are targeted at different people and nintendo's just been so hesitant to put out a game for people who have enjoyed the franchise for 20 years they just want to put out a game that can capture that that next little age group of you know seven six seven to 11-year-olds every couple of years so that they become lifelong fans. Um, but those people who are lifelong fans that are maybe yours your and my age now, we're kind of like tired of the song and dance. We want to see something a little bit more. And so I think pressure should be on Nintendo and Pokemon Company or whatever, Game Freak, whoever's running the show at this stage to, yeah, do something different. Bring that MMO out that everyone wants. I mean, Pokemon Go is almost that, like in a way, like that's probably as close to what that Pokemon mmo experience that any that we were gonna get they should uh put out a game with like there's no trainers it's just uh pokemon and you level yourself up like world of warcraft style <laughs> you literally but oh, like oh, like or or um i mean it could be still kind of world world of warcrafty i'm happy to have a trainer out there uh just make it work like you you have the technology like, it's not trivial but i mean i'm sure you could partner up with a studio to get it done i'm sure blizzard's hankering to get a new mmo out to to maintain their cash flow for i guess what is probably a warcraft user base that's slowly slowly that's, dropping that's, pretty, that's still going they they just released not i guess just released but they did world of warcraft world of warcraft classic and I, I actually i've never played that game but i know a ton of people that went back to play this Oh, the classic, yeah, wow, classic, yeah, for sure. I I don't know too much about it, but like I was listening to them, I'm like, isn't this the same game you've been playing, but worse? Like, <laughs> yeah, but we're limited. Blizzard, like, hey, we're gonna take take out everything we fixed over the years, and or there's probably that's probably an oversimplification, but I think it's I nice to it like cool just idea. know. I think the whole thing is like, I want to know that I'm on the same equal footing as everyone else, or starting at the same time, so that. Um, and be part be part of something. So like when v Vanilla came, or the was it the WoW Classic is what they call it. It's just the Vanilla WoW. When that came out, um, I mean I know there's other MMOs that have been doing things like that and like forever. Like EverQuest has pro progression servers where it starts with literally the base game and it slowly adds the content back on. Um, but I think you still get some modern quality of life improvements uh, like the UI. And all that stuff is is and i'm sure that's the case with world of warcraft as well like you get the modern ui and that treatment but like it's more about the content that's not unlocked yet um feeling like that sense of like i have to walk somewhere i have to earn it i have to get to that mob i have to kill that guy over there instead of just being like fast travel instance group raid done you know see you next week boys like and just feeling like you're constantly up against that end game it's nice to start fresh uh, but it, there's no way that they've hit their peak subscription or subscribership with that recent release you got to figure that 
subscriptions have been going down over time and i'm just talking on my ass but i i just think that i don't think world of warcraft is, has as many subscribers as it used to <laughs> um, yeah that's and, probably and if you're a person that works for activision blizzard some you know big publicly traded company you're going to be like how are we going to maintain this cash flow what's your route are you a pokemon making... clone let's license pokemon yeah let's license pokemon from nintendo we can do it better than them um, but what it would look like, I think, is I think what everyone wants it to look like. You'd be a trainer. There'd be some freaking Pokemon out there. You'd go out there. You'd either get a Pokemon to start, or you'd have to go with some rocks and and capture a Pokemon. <laughs> and then you got that Pokemon. You start with your pet rock, which <laughs> whatever you it is. To like <laughs> in a slingshot, you use to kill a, a bunch of Pidgeys until one survives, and you're able to not, capture it. <laughs> not all the capturing events are pleasant. Some of them, I bet, are really ugly. Yeah, you gotta like they don't um, they don't show all the ones where the Pokemon goes in crying <laughs> and beaten, and the man and the person capturing it has is like, been all bloody, and they have to visit the hospital after and after they drop the Pokemon off at the Pokemon Center, and then after that they come back and like what's up, buddy, you know, right? Like you got to figure like they don't all so you know once you get your Caterpie or some whatever garbage Pokemon you're starting with, just go. There's other wild Pokemon out there. They respawn, you know, a few hours after. You capture it. Uh, you have to fight other Pokemon to level up your Pokemon. Yeah, it's, and I, I, I guess if you're making a new game, it's gonna kind of tie into what you're saying before, where it's probably just gonna be the original 150, yeah, not the 2,000 that they have now. And I did. I opened up Pokemon Go earlier today to see like the the latest generation that they released. The whoever's making them. It's, they stopped trying a long time ago in terms of they like, yeah i don't design. know if they gave the job to someone's cousin but <laughs> whoever should be in charge of that should be like their top people like they should be making sure that's in the best of hands but at the same time maybe they're getting lazy 15, like 15 different pigeons in the game at the moment oh <laughs> uh, yeah like a lot i guess a lot of the big nintendo like gen first generation gaming the game the gaming like of like the shigeru miyamotos they're getting kind of old kind of getting towards the end like they've handed off a lot to the next gen and then the gen after that of employees there and it it, it must feel like you know uh, um it must feel like kind of like going through like a loved one's things after they pass like you're not sure what to keep and what to throw away and 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 you try to you want to also put your own spin on things and, and do your own things with it because it's yours now uh, and it's not theirs anymore, and you it, you know it's your career, and so you're trying to take things in direction, but also be conservative. And I bet it's like I bet it's harder than it looks to to please everyone, right? Like they probably actually go do through the you know go through the focus groups and everything, and they're all like, yeah, thumbs up, and it hits mass market and the appeal in Japan's great, but then in North America they they hate it, right? Like so like there's that too, right? Whereas like the original gen, uh, maybe it was just so novel, uh, novel, uh, and there's enough Pokemon that there's someone for everyone. There's um, some weird Pokemon in Gen One, too. Like yeah, people we were talking about Machop earlier. What what is a Machop? It's, it's, it's this it's weird gray alien thing that looks like a or a Hitmonchan. Some I th I think the, the humanoid ones, or like the anthropomorphized ones, are strange. Like Mr. Mime. Yeah. yeah like that's... like what, what's up <laughs> with those guys? Jinx, Jinx would not fly. No, There's please. all kinds of questions come up with those creatures, but I guess it's just like any other cre like earthly earthly creature that's a bit like kind of humanoidy, like uh, apes and like sloths, I guess. Um, 
That's true. If if an alien came into Earth and saw like a gorilla, I'm like, that's just a fat muscular human. Just what about Voltorbs? Like they they just explode? Like that's it? Like yeah, they, they anthropomorphize. What is that word? How and they can't anthropomorphize a grenade? They can't. Yeah, like there's a lot of really weird little Pokemon. Yeah, but yeah, Pokemon MMO. Pokemon MMO. Thinking about it a little bit more. Not to sorry, not to go backwards. Um, uh, company that makes Guild Wars. Their name's Arena Net. Is that what makes them? Uh, they'd be a great partner. That'd be the partner. Uh, whoever made Guild Wars, the Guild play Guild Wars two, and just be like, could these guys make a good Pokemon MMO? And I bet you'd be like, yeah, these guys. Pff, that's probably what these guys should be working on. Uh, anyway, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Interrupt you. What do you think is the best design one? Like, what 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 what's your top? Pokemon. It's just for like, like design. The either design or just place in your heart. <laughs> for a long time, I really liked uh, Breloom. Breloom, the grass fighting Pokemon. Is I really. Mushroom, right or. Uh yeah, he's actually like a bit of a mushroom, but he's for some reason grass Pokemon. Um, evolves from Shroomish, Shroomish. Uh, and I just overall just kind of like his like his vibe. He's kind of a bit of a different um pokemon and he's not a gen 1 pokemon either which i i i think is gives some credibility to later gen pokemons that they can still be be have a good you know good soft good soft spartan heart a muck i like muck from gen 1 i think he was under underrated a little bit muck is kind of cool he's pretty original yeah he's kind of interesting um he's cool i, I articuno like i was a sucker for like the legendaries like i, I i'm i'm concerned that I am not original enough to have liked something other than like Articuno. Articuno was way up there for me too, but I always would grab Blastoise. That's like that was that's your basically just a turtle with a water gun attached to it. But for whatever reason, I thought that was the coolest thing as a kid. Blastoise was had a coolness factor that I think that Charizard thinks it has, and Venusaur <laughs> could only maybe pretend to have on a good day. But I really like Venusaur. I think Charizard, yeah, he's all right. But, you know, going way back to the beginning, call back to when we played the games on emulators, that was the first way I played it as well. I played Pokemon Blue first. And the first Pokemon I chose was Squirtle. And so I played up to, I think, Cinnabar Islands with this Blastoise at that point. And then something happened. Oh, I had asked for Pokemon for Christmas. So it, this is October. We were playing it on emulator. And then by Christmas... That was in time to ask for a Game Boy Color and a Pokemon game. And I told my parents, yeah, get me red because I already played blue on the computer. And so they heard that and they immediately went and got me Pokemon Blue for Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which one I was fine with. I was still happy. I was like, oh, well, ask for red, but that's okay. And only because I already, already I had already played blue. And I chose Venusaur that time. And then, so the first time I played on Game Boy, the canon way of playing, I chose Venusaur. And I've been a huge fan Venusaur after that I would say he's he's my number one since then but I, I I didn't pick him at first I didn't I wasn't wise to him yet and maybe I wasn't old enough to appreciate him he's sneaky good yeah he was bugged in the first games like he had the critical hit ratio of razor leaf was like way too high and so it like created like almost 100% of the time instead of like 25% of the time there was something about it that was broken a few Pokemon were broken, and that was one of them. I remember uh, people saying, "I I never picked I never picked Venusaur because everyone always told me that he was easy, Squirtle was medium, and Charizard was hard." 
And even as a kid, I was like, I suck at video games, even RPGs. So I'm just never picked Charizard. <laughs> I just picked Squirtle and went with it. <laughs> so I could say like, oh, I didn't play it on the easiest mode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, I mean, the first few gyms, Venus were definitely stomps, but there's ways around it. Like, there's no, like, how big of an obstacle is it to go get a Nidoran, teach it double kick, and kick the heck out of Geodude? And then, you know what you do after that? You evolve that thing into a Needle King, and you teach that Horn Drill, and I think it can learn Fissure. And apparently, that's what the speedrunners use to beat the game as quickly as possible. Like, that's the best optimal strategy. Uh, outside of using all the tricks to bypass as much game content as possible. I remember Squirtle used Bubble. <laughs> yeah, Bubble, Orca. Bubble Beam. Hit Bubble Beam as and well. Hydro Pump. Hydro Pump was, was the strong, was... strongest water move, I think. Uh, surf was very good because you could teach it to so many Pokemon. And you could actually, if you if they knew Surf, you could actually like use them as a boat, which was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to talk about how there's a lot of Pokemon that didn't make it into the original games that made it into, the, that people only found out about later because they either dug through the game co original game code or found betas of the games or found original artwork and whatnot. Uh, and there's a recently a translator, or I guess the Pokemon that would do, uh, the, the, po the, po the guy that the Pokemon company employed to do the localization translations for these original the guy in charge of naming the Pokemon, basically. In English. He given them English. English names. The guy in charge of giving the Pokemon English names. Uh, How they did contact you get that him. job, and can I have it? Because I don't know, but, like, it also, like, why are these... Why don't more people act, try to get access to these game designers from these storied franchises and pick their brains? Like, it's such an untapped market. So there you go. There's an idea for your... For the podcast uh, in future episodes, if you can... Uh, Swing it because I'm only so interesting. Uh, but his name is Nob Agasuwara, uh, and it's Did You Know Gaming uh, on YouTube. Put this uh, video out, and he put, named a whole bunch of random Pokemon from this original that should have been potentially in the original games that never made it in. And so there, there could have been potentially a Ramoose that looked like a bit of a moose, uh, moose like uh, kind of had antlers. There could have been a Gavillin that looked like a lizard. Kind of sneaky lizard guy. Uh, Omegaj. There could have been a Karapthor. There's a whole bunch. I'm not just going to read them off because what, what I think are they you need. Based to... off of most Pokemon are based off some sort of animal, right? So like what? Yeah. Now I know what I didn't bring that images up, and now I kind of forgot. But I know uh, the Gavillan was clearly like this weird lizard thing, and then the Ramoose was like a moose. Uh, uh, I have to dig up the video now, and I just don't want to kill kill the air too much with with digging that up again. But uh, go dig it up yourself. Uh, Sam will post the link. He'll edit it into the video below. Just click that button right there. And <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Everybody click uh, right here. Click right here. Do you see it? it? You see yeah, it? Yeah, right now. Um, Sam will link it in the description below. Uh, you can go and read some uh, some Pokemon that never were, but could have been, you know, names that you would have had to sing in the poker rap, if that makes sense. Oh my god! I forgot about the poker wraps. Yeah, I, I swear I had them memorized as a kid. Oh, I did. There was there was like a a two day, two or three day, uh, glowing period where I knew them all by heart, no problem. And I think that on either side of those, there's probably some memory loss. And now I can, I barely know the tune. Always can Pokemon, like I could not do it. But they were awesome. They're genius. That was yeah. You, you know, the people who came out with Pokemon hats, they're pretty creative. Like, there's a reason why it was so popular, like, back in the day. 
and even now, like the kids, like my wife, uh, I have a niece. Is the right way of saying that. <laughs> kids. <laughs> my wife's niece or my niece, I guess. Some uh, kid you know. <laughs> some kid I know. No, that sounds worse. <laughs> you know, it sounds way worse. Uh, <laughs> they like Oshawott, kind of like how I liked Squirtle, and for them. Oshawott and uh, I, I like, can't remember what Gen Oshawott's even from. Do you remember Gen Four? But five? yeah, like this is how they've stayed interesting is that there's like every five years there's a new generation of kids who have a new generation exactly. of yeah, Pokemon yeah. and they just uh, keep on pumping it out. And this is kind of why I guess the brand is only fleetingly interesting for people our age because we're like, oh yeah, I remember that, and then we move on with our lives. And they don't haven't actually. I guess that this is every children's franchise. There's not a lot of ones that like grow up with an audience and then just continue putting stuff out. I guess maybe Harry Potter is the only one who did that. Yeah, and they're not even the best example. Pokemon really is just the poster child for um, how to run your franchise for a long period of time and make them. They must meet the most revenue out of any franchise yearly, probably. Like, what's the who what what franchises well, yeah, made more money than Pokemon? Yeah, like uh, the Pokemon cards, they were so popular that twenty years later, with you know, all of our friends had it, and then I I did a poll out of like the ten people I knew from like grade school, and out of all of us, there's only two people who still have their cards. So like let's say twenty percent of those people retain their cards. It's still so common that like even the rarest of rares are worth like. 30 bucks 20 years later yeah yeah I, I, that, that's the that's the thing uh i wonder if, i'd have to do some research on like the actual quality of the paper he used in printing these and there must be like a hard cap on how long they could possibly exist for and people buying should be maybe aware that in like 400 unless you put them in like perfect environment okay so you know what I find weird is you you said uh, Wizards of the Coast put out these cards, like they're the guys that do Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, the two that I found the I think I thought you said you had a special Pikachu as well, a special edition one. Yeah. I think that's I do. the same. Do you, if you have that one, I'll I'll know for sure. Is that the one where he's looking up at the from the forest into the tree or something? I guess Wizards of the Coast put out a special set, or their own versions for it must have been the movie release of the first movie in theaters and you because because why else would you and i both have this promo card yeah i got a dragonite promo card for that movie and i got a pikachu promo card for can that i see movie. the promo one or the pikachu one here it is it's not him in a forest or anything it's him kind of running leaping through uh lightning backgrounds oh yeah on the card it says 1999 wizards so yeah, these these guys have uh, struck gold twice now. They got their Pokemon cards, and now they're uh, they're raking it in with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> that is dope. What is that? That's this the special. Is, uh, the promo Dragonite. What it's is, not great artwork. But know what? It's not bad. No. Whereas some of them are just so whack that. No, it's pretty bad. Look at it. <laughs> this is the wrong medium for a podcast. <laughs> Look at its face. Oh, you could we could turn it into you should turn it into a stream. Yeah, we should stream this one. <laughs> we'll we'll do a stream where we just show like these Pokemon because one thing that's really interesting about these cards is how 
different is the best way I can say it, the artwork is. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. If people can remember what their Pokemon cards look like, there's really crappy 3D models of like of Magneton, like the Magnet one. There's really bad 2D, like flat 2D hand drawings. There's 3D hand drawings. There's uh, better 3D models. And this is all like the same set. Okay, I'm gonna send you one. Some of these uh, guys are, are like they're they're in they're like interacting with their background and they got like depth to the pictures. And the other one, like looking at RK9 here, it looks photoshopped. And this might be before Photoshop was invented. Yeah, do you think that's a fake one or do you think it's just No, it's it's not fake. At least Or just click the link I sent you on the chat. That's the one I'm talking about. It says W Wizards of the Coast promo. So I don't know what the dealio with that is. Oh, I've never seen that one before. Yeah, so I got that. And then I have um I have a Zapdos. I, it was tripping me out because it wasn't shiny. And I was like, why isn't Zapdos shiny? That seems so bizarre. Um and then I looked it up and I'm like, Zapdos is shiny? Because all the base set ones had them looking shiny. And then uh it also said Wizards of the Coast promo. Did you ever actually play the card game? That that was like one of the questions I was gonna ask. You know what? I didn't. I I know what I kind of think I did, but like just not right. It was just like manipulative garbage. Like yeah, I attack you for fifty damage. I win by. Give me your cards. <laughs> Remember, there's energy cards. Like uh, half my Pokemon cards are just these random energy cards. Yeah, you like that was the thing. Was like I think um throughout the actual battle, you couldn't just throw down your Blastoise. You actually had to throw it on a Squirtle. Then you had to evolve it into a War Turtle. Then you could use it as a Blastoise. So there's like that aspect of it as well. I might be wrong about that, but you definitely need yeah. some energy of certain types to enable you to make those maneuvers. And then only after that, you could make attacks. And then it gave you those damage counters, but I think those are just ways of keeping track of damage that you should have been able to do in your head. I think I tried playing it a couple times. And as a kid, it was like, it just seemed tedious. Like, because you had to luck out and, yeah, like, get the right chain of Pokemon to get the cool ones up and then spend turns charging them up with your energy cards and then you could attack. Oh, okay. But I think maybe I just didn't have the patience to play as a kid. It might be more fun now. But it now would, probably would be much more fun. Everyone's into uh, magic. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Well, magic's legitimately fun. Like I remember, I've never played, but it seems to be taking off at the moment. I never collected the cards when I was young. It was just a little bit before it was popular. I don't know. I just for some reason didn't get into it. Uh, but I got a free disc uh, in PC Gamer magazine or something in man it must have been like 1999 or 2000 for Mag uh, Magic: The Gathering Online. It was like the, they just came out with it. I think it was just being released. And I was like, oh, let's give it a shot. And they give you some cards to start out with, and you play some matches, and you get some booster packs automatically, and you could buy booster packs, obviously. I remember thinking at the time, buy, buy you going to buy the cards on the computer? That's so stupid. You only get them on the computer, that you don't even get the real cards. <laughs> Nowadays, it's like... There's, a, like, entire online games that are just, like... That's 100% of how they're monetized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, it was just... That was my first brush, I think, with that built directly into the game, where for, rather than being something like, you know, with EverQuest, where you're paying a monthly fee, 
Um, oh, here's an idea. Because, um, you know, they just came out. I keep on saying they, like everybody would have an idea. But basically, there's this new technology using blockchain where you can have ownership over digital items. Like someone just bought the very first tweet ever from Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, for like millions of dollars. But if you could apply that type of like uniqueness and ownership to like a trading card game, that might be an idea for like but how do, an app at least. How, but with how does anybody lend the ownership to that um, index? Like how do how do you, how does someone own that first tweet? But like did Jack Dorsey endorse that? Because why doesn't Jack Dorsey? Yeah, just he like, auctioned it off. Oh, he did that. himself. He yeah. Okay, so the, it's it, so it's a way of tracking ownership. Um, that makes sense. If, so long as so long as they're a way of tracking the initial sale of that thing, um, like the fir- the person selling it initially, that first maneuver is legitimized somehow. Like maybe you're. Yeah, like for example, I I can't sell the first tweet from from. Yeah, that's person, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so you so he exactly so I like, but that's what I mean. How does someone know? what's being sold on there is actually being sold by the person who owns it. There has to be some origin. There has to be some, some way of attaching yourself to it. Jack Dorsey can make a tweet saying I'm doing this on his own platform, which he controls and referencing back to his own home platform that he controls. So in that way, he, he, he was able to mechanically make it happen. But how does anybody, like, how do you auction the deed to your house? And how do I know it's you? Yeah. Well, I'm sure these questions have been answered. I hope um, so. Yeah, I'm I just sure don't they have, know yes. enough about to answer them myself. But yes. yes. I think it's it's. I don't know if it's cool or stupid, but it's a concept that's uh, definitely taking off right now. And I think you could probably apply it to a digital online card game and make at least ten dollars. Yeah. Or ten ten Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you probably see this here now. Um, Zapdos. I have the Zap those as well and see it also says wizards of the coast promo so i don't know what the dealio with that is but um so i have that um and then it i also ha- came from like a happy meal honestly like that's... yeah so and then for magneton uh i do have that guy too you you know what you can do is you match the serial number in the bottom right hand yeah and, and i you'll know exactly i i know they're somewhere in our house somewhere i even got Irina to help me look for them and she couldn't find them either. And as soon as I find them, I'm going to tell you, I have a nine tails as well. Uh, and then I also had a Mewtwo, which I was super proud of. I think that was it. It's like, once you get I'm Mewtwo, I'm kind of jealous of the want. Mewtwo. Like, I was really hoping as I went through this that I would have something to, like, make other nerds my age jealous, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was Maybe... a shadow- shadowless. It might have been base set two, though. See, see, people, like, I would care about the holographic ones like the i think my vaporeon is the coolest but like people actually collecting it would say that's trash my coolest thing is uh the stormy or cadabra that's not first edition but it's shadowless meaning that yes the picture doesn't have a shadow behind it and that's like a i don't know a print error and that's worth 30 dollars instead of three so wow look at how many of a difference that makes market price 3.99 Twenty-eight dollars you could buy. <laughs> so yeah, it your Mewtwo holographic is nearly thirty dollars, or it's four hundred dollars if it doesn't have a shadow on it. 
Yeah, I'm. I know I have a couple, but I think my shadow list were like something really boring. Oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see Mewtwo though. I guess I this is something see that's everything. true for like every collection because uh, my dad collected coins, and he has a pretty impressive coin set. And I remember as a kid, he uh, had me sometimes check change for certain years where like maybe the metal composition is different, or there's a specific way Queen Elizabeth hair is printed. And those like nickels are actually worth loonies, as we would say. Yeah, the coins are coins are interesting because you, there's there's weird quirks where if yeah one year had had one team working on the coin for the first half and another team working on it for the second half, and so halfway through the year they changed, or you know a third of the way through the year they changed, and this one was a little bit different than the other ones, and so it's worth. So yeah, we have hit an hour on the podcast here really is there any yeah believe it or not we killed an hour i hope other people find this as interesting well once you edit it it'll be a little bit less right yeah i'll yeah i'll probably cut like 10 minutes off i hope there's some value here but i doubt there is (laughs) i'm just kidding uh no i think i i think we no i'm just joking uh i think i i think that i talked about some stuff that that people haven't heard of before uh there's so much with pokemon I feel like you could do like a, a podcast on each thing. I know you wanted to keep it just on trading cards and I went off course quite a bit, but. Um... No, that's fine. I, I wanted to, yeah, I was going to start with trading cards, which we did and then talk about Go and well, I was going to talk about the anime more because I remember. You know what I would recommend if, if, if people aren't consuming Pokemon as frequently as I am, there was a anime that, came out officially from Nintendo or officially from the Pokemon team called Pokemon Generations. Did you take a look at that? No. Have you seen it? It's on YouTube. I think 100% of it's on YouTube. It's on the official Pokemon channel. Um, And they have like, man, each episode must only be like a couple minutes, two, three minutes, four minutes. Uh, And they have an entry for each Pokemon generation that's come out or like an entry or two for each Pokemon generation that comes out that tells or shows a bit of an un- told their unseen segment from the games but in anime format so what you got to see with um in gen one there's a few there's a few in gen one but the uh episode three was gary's fight against giovanni which is like cool as hell in the games you don't get to see that but they did an anime officially released that reflects what happened in the games i guess in as canon a way as possible um, is there a way I can share a screen and we can both watch it? Uh, we can. Okay, I'll, I'll stop uh, recording now, and because I, like, I think that's a pretty cool yeah. jumping off point. Yeah. Is like, yeah, if you're still interested. Sam's gonna link it right here in the video below. Click this button right here, right here in the middle, and uh, <laughs> click it. Click the look the look in the description. I'm sure Sam will. Yes, and will put like some... and subscribe to my static website. <laughs> like and subscribe to whatever button is available to you. Happy roasting! Do 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 do.